You're listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. You're listening to the I Dig It Podcast. A podcast where we talk about the student perspective of navigating the world of archaeology and anthropology. I'm your host, Michaela. And I'm your host, Alyssa. Hey guys, welcome into today's episode. Hey yo. I have some exciting things, I guess. Um, Exciting meaning in two days. Right now it is April 14th. In two days it is April 16th. And exactly one year ago on April 16th, 2020, I messaged Alyssa saying something along the lines of like, hey, do you want to start a podcast with me? And I was like, yo, yo, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> Bet. <laughs> and then that was the start of this podcast. So welcome Yay. to our one year anniversary episode. Claps. Claps, 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 claps. Yay. Yay. It's going to be a little bit of like a mini-sode, a little bit of a little bit of everything and a little update as well as discussions on. Yeah, this episode, we're going to get a little heavy. Um talking through our midlife crises or mid early PhD crises rather and just about quitting in general and if that's a feasible option spoiler alert it is and just like how how to how to work through it or maybe not how to work through it it's just me talking through it um and hopefully you can relate or not in some way anniversary wow I know, I can't believe it's already been a year. That is crazy. I wow. I know we like talk about how we just kind of keep moving around like this past year, and it's kind of wild. Like looking back at our ep- other episodes, being like, "Oh, I just moved to Sacramento." It's like, <laughs> oh, I just moved to Palo Alto. It's like, "Oh, we're doing this." I just moved back from Cambodia. I was like, "I just moved back from the UK." I just got kicked out of Cambodia because of pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Fun Woo! stuff. Yeah, but we have such a cool community. It's like I I love everyone. It's like our Discord's popping like a lot lately. Our Instagram's doing nice, and we have so many wonderful followers that just reach out to us. We talk to them. Yeah, it's it's been crazy how many people have come into this community. We just decided to create one day. And, like, mm-hmm. it, it shows how much of a need there is for, like, a common space where people can just, like, chat about what they're doing and be interested in history and people. I love our Discord. We're, I love all, like, the channels that we have and just everyone can just have, like, a space to talk and discuss whatever. We have a section called Inclusivity in Archaeology, and one of them is Trans in Archaeology. And we have like several people in our Discord posting in it, and I'm just it like always just like like feeling so happy that people feel safe to be posting yeah, in here, mm-hmm. and it just it feels inclusive. And I know we're always striving for inclusivity, and with our transcriptions and with the captions on our visualizers, and we're just trying hard to be able to make this accessible for all and being very inclusive. 
And I think what's really cool about like having such a big community is that they tell us things that we didn't even think of, like when we're making things like, yeah, we, we preach inclusivity, but we didn't have transcriptions. And then someone was like, hey, you should do this. And we're like, yeah, we should do this. And then like someone reached out to me. He's like, hey, can you make a trans and archaeology section? I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And like, like, I have never thought once about being trans and archaeology and just being able to have someone provide that perspective, I think opens up so much about um, just like how non-inclusive archaeology is in general and what needs to be done and what is being done. And it's really cool to have all of these different perspectives from so many different types of people around the world, because <laughs> we do have people from around the world, which is crazy. So cool. So thank you guys. You guys are amazing. It's always fun to go through the general chat and see people just talking about gloves or <laughs> their dogs with like a little trowel toy. And speaking of like D&D for a while, and it was just like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, these are my people. Like, I love them. <laughs> We're all nerds. It's great. But it's yes. like, I feel like a lot of like ologists are nerds in some way, shape or form. I, yeah, I see that. It's like, I love it. <laughs> it's, it's great. We're not, we're not we, like, we're not weird like those like normies. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> Speaking of ologists, this is kind of a sidetrack, but today I did a presentation to a fourth grade class in Chicago um, because while I was living in Cambodia, I was like writing journals for this thing called Reach the World. And basically they just like compile all the things you do and then they send it to classrooms or whatever. So they started reading my journals like this month, like a year after I've been in Cambodia now. So it's like been a while and they reached out. They were like, hey, can you like give a presentation? And we've been reading like all your journals. I was like, oh, I haven't thought about this stuff in forever, but sure. And, like, it was during a really busy week and, like, super stressful week. And so I was, like, dreading this talk. But once I did it, it was so cute. And they were, like, so keen on listening to, like, every word I said. And there were so many questions afterwards. And there was this one girl who was, like, my family is from Japan, too. And we have royalty. And I was, like, oh, my God, me, too. And then she's, like, when I grow up, I want to be a paleontologist. But if that doesn't work out, I want to be an archaeologist. And I was, like, yeah. yes. <laughs> Do it. It's, like, go dig Aww. things. And she go dig things up. <laughs> so cute. She was, like, if I want to be a paleontologist, I have to study biology and I have to study geology. Biology is the study of life forms. And geology is... I don't remember what geology is, but I have to study it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so cute. It was so cute. And it just, like, warmed my heart. And, like, even though it was, like, such a stressful day, like, that was, like, a highlight. And, Aww. yeah. <laughs> so cute. Mm, what a bees. <sighs> That's really cute. Yeah. Yeah. So be an ologist. Be an ologist. Listen to the podcast Ologies. <laughs> Valley Ward. Is that what it's that is fun. about? Mm -hmm. oh. It's just about different ologists in the world. Wow. Yeah. That makes so much we, sense. They had Adelaide Angelo on there. Oh, of course. For experimental archaeology. We love Adelaide Angelo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a. It's a fun podcast, though. But yeah, so check them out. 
I mean, everyone does, but yeah. <laughs> it's like, if you don't happen to know about them, <laughs> but that's cute. Yeah. But speaking about being an ologist. Ah, uh, yes. It's one of those days. <laughs> one of those weeks. <laughs> one of those years. One of those decades. One of those lives. <laughs> <laughs> one of those eons. <laughs> Full transparency right now. So Michaela and I just, well, we hopped from one call to this call. So we didn't really just have a call. It's been a one continuous call. But mm-hmm. I had an, a, a good ugly cry um, right before this. We love good ugly cries. Yeah, it, I actually feel a lot better. Kind of. Um, That's good. Kind of. <laughs> 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 yes. How are we doing? <laughs> Like, we as in you and I? We are great. <laughs> we, we, you and I are doing awesome together <laughs> as friends. Yes. Kiss, kiss. Separately, though. <laughs> <laughs> How are we doing? Um, things happen. Life happens. Whether we want it to or not, we can't control a lot of things in this world, which is something with somebody, if you have anxiety, it doesn't really go too well. And it's just like, why can't I do this? Yeah, (laughs) I definitely relate. Um, Today, I went to an anxiety workshop and yay for trying to fix yourself. No, Mm -hmm. it's okay. We don't need to fix anything. We just need to learn, Mm -mm. learn to deal with it a little better Mm -hmm. um but yeah they they said a lot of things that really registered with how I'm feeling and then had a good cry about it work work is good I'm finally catching up on work again I'm not catching up on work it's not like I've been like not working (laughs) or not not working I haven't been working for like a month because there's just been no projects for me. Hmm. So work's finally picking back up is what I meant to say. And so it's nice. I got to work with my amazing coworker, Diana, this entire week. And we just were talking, surveying and just vibing. We're both like fully vaccinated now and we're just having a great time. We're just talking about video games, movies, archaeology, life. It was the whole shebang. And I was just like, I love socializing. I know, right? (laughs) I've missed this. And yeah, and then a big project that's going to be all summer is starting next week. So I need to get my car fixed because <laughs> I messed my mirror up when I first moved up to Sacramento and I just hadn't gotten it fixed. I went to go get it fixed and they were like, no, it's totally fine. Like we popped it back into place. And then like a month later, I'm like, no, bro, this is trying to come apart still. And I wasn't able to go back down to get it seen for a while. And now they have the part there. It's all painted, but they wouldn't send it up to Sacramento. And I'm like, well, I don't want to have to pay for labor fees at two different Volkswagen dealerships. And so I'm like driving back down to SoCal. And then yesterday I turn into my garage and my housemate was like parked like a little too far over, but it didn't register. And so when I was turning into the garage, I clipped the garage because Mm. it was too tight of a turn. And I just hear... And I'm just sitting in the car, my eyes wide, my hands on the wheel, and I'm just like, oh. 
And then I kind of keep going because I'm just like, I can't back up. I, I don't know. So I kind of like try to maneuver it away from like, the wall. It's like the SpongeBob episode. You're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. Don't worry, Captain. We'll buff out those grudges. <laughs> so I get out of my car and my bumper's trying to come off. And then the side of my car is scraped just like by the wheel well area. But I'm just like. Just when you think life is getting better, car problems. <laughs> car problems. Well, there's like a thing that my friend said to me. I've been told that typically car issues always pop up whenever we're having a tough time. So I can only agree to that sentiment. So I was just like, oh, there's a lot of things happening. And a professor of mine passed away over the weekend and it really has been hitting hard. And just like after the car thing, and then I was just like on the phone with my dad, like telling him about it. And I just start like, that's when I broke down about it. I'm just like, it's like feeling a loss. And I hadn't like, I hadn't seen him in a year, but I, I friends on Facebook, just always seeing his posts and just like friends and stuff. And yeah, but yeah, my car will be fine. <laughs> It's like, at least I didn't hit, like, another car or got hit by another car. I just made a little mistake that can easily be fixed after, like, a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> but at least I'll be working more, so my income is going to be mwah, steady. That's better. <laughs> Couldn't think of was- the right descriptor. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah yeah cheers to that my mercury is also in retrograde or whatever you call (laughs) my malarkey's in retrograde yeah so this year in general has been super tough um starting a phd in a pandemic as we all have heard and know um a lot of people are struggling but I have consistently and more so recently felt like I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> Not just life, but like okay. I was gonna be like, I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah, I just I just feel like there's like over. it feels like the gut feeling you have when like say you're like in a relationship, you know, they're toxic for you, you know, it's like a bad situation, but there's just for some reason, you're like hanging on to them. It's like, oh, I've posted about this person too many times on my Instagram. If we break up, I'm gonna have to delete all those posts. Like, it's like that sort of thing. But it's like, like, I know, I don't want it. And I know it's bad for me. But it's like, how do you quit a Stanford PhD that's fully funded? for something that you've been working your entire life for. And like, who is Alyssa when she's not in a graduate degree program? Because I'm in 18th grade now. I've always been in school. <laughs> like, like, who is Alyssa when she's not in school? And like, what do I do if I quit? And like, but I, I don't know. I feel like I've already made the decision in my head. So like every day I spend here is just like pushing back against that. And it's just, like, that much more painful. So I don't know what is happening. (laughs) Tune in next week to find out. (laughs) Tune in next time. We'll figure it out. You'll find out. We'll find out. Man. What would you want to do? I mean, I 
I want to be useful to society and one way in which that manifests in what I'm interested in is like climate studies and environment and I think it would be really cool to be working some sort of consulting or whatever you call it firm that works with like helping communities to combat climate change and like implementing policies that like do that sort of thing and like just just something along those lines I feel like would feel much more fulfilling than what I'm doing right now and like even like just anthropology in general and the way Stanford teaches in general it's all like preparing you to be a professor but like that job position is not open and when it is open it's very few people who get it and if you do get it you have to move to the middle of nowhere in Ohio or Kansas or somewhere like like you don't necessarily want to be in no shade to people who live in those states. I'm sorry. I just don't want to be living. Uh, but yeah, like usually you have to compromise like different things for a not so great salary. And usually you're not tenured in the first place. You're adjunct or whatever assistant professorship and making under 60K and having to put in all this work and produce journals and write books and stuff in order to keep your job. And like, it just doesn't sound fun to me anymore like like what I thought of like as an ideal career path when I was going through undergrad is just like slowly being unveiled as something that is like not like I don't want to be working towards that life like that doesn't sound fulfilling like even if you get to teach people like you don't even have time to like teach how you want to teach you have to teach how they want you to teach while you're also producing all of this work in order to like keep your job and like my colleague, Sarah, she's like gone through like one of the best programs in the United States. And she found this job position that was like exactly describing like who she is, what she's done. And she still didn't get it. And like that just like uh, <laughs> just like everything is telling me that this probably isn't like a feasible career path. Like no matter how much I like archaeology or whatever, it just doesn't feel worth doesn't feel worth right now <laughs> that's what's happening <laughs> um so if you quit your phd please send me an email <laughs> if you um, or your loved one have quit a phd please send an email to the i ticket podcast <laughs> at gmail.com you may be able to be compensated for your time no yeah um yeah i just want like success stories post quitting we're like just like feeling better post quitting. I just want to hear what happens because like, I feel like you don't hear that a lot. It's usually like, Oh, I pushed through it and everything was fine. And I got these opportunities or whatever, because I pushed through it. But like, not everyone can just push through it, especially right now, especially in this economy, especially during a pandemic. (laughs) Pepperoni. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Life. It's happening, and that's cool. We love life. <laughs> Sometimes life is life is kind of annoying and needs to chill. <laughs> I keep thinking, like, maybe it's just this one person in my program, and, like, if they weren't part of the equation, like, it would be better. 
So like last term, I was taking like the normal amount of credits. It was like 18 units or whatever, which is a full course load, which is like two big seminars. And then I was doing a language. And so I was like, maybe I'm just overloading myself. So if I take less, I'll be fine. So I took, what am I? I'm in 15 credits. So I took three less credits, which is basically a seminar less. But this professor like loaded it to be like worth three seminars worth of work, like every, every week. And we moved into a better place. I got a cat, like all of the other parts of my life were like chilling. And it's just like the school part. That's like not doing too great. And that's the major part. And that's the major part, but it's also the part that's like financing my living and like giving me housing and healthcare and all this stuff. And like, if I quit, then I quit all of those things too. And I'm like completely 100% dependent on either my partner or my parents and without healthcare because I'm 26 now. And like, yeah, if I quit, I got to find something quick or else I like can't survive in America. So that's fine. Um, But that's just predicting the future or whatever. And like having all of this anxiety around things that you don't know how they're going to turn out. But I think a lot of the times quitting something you care about is like the hardest part. It's harder than like continuing with it. So Mm -hmm. I felt this way when I like quit softball too. Like softball was my big identity thing. I played since I was eight until I was 21 in college. And like, that's the reason I got into college. And if I quit, then like I didn't deserve to be in college because that's how I got there. And once I quit, I was like skyrocketed. I was like, yay, I'm a researcher now and like doing fun things and Now I'm a researcher and I don't want to do that anymore. So, sorry, internet, you're getting my therapy session, but it's fine. I hope you can relate in some way. (laughs) Archaeology's fun. Um, (laughs) Archaeology's great. It's just, if you're not, it's just not where you want to be. It's also just not supported as, like, I feel like humanities aren't given the credit they should be given. And so therefore less funding is put into programs and humanities students are left on like a shorter string than other people. And it's just hard to like, like job security, not a thing for humanities people. So yeah, it's, it's tough. Like doing, doing what you love should be enough, but what was that one thing that was this one person said about quitting on your story? Um, the first one or the Sarah one? I don't know. I think the first one. Let's see. Let's read out. So, Okay. So context. I posted on my Instagram story today asking for advice pretty much because um, I've been feeling these feels. And one person said, First of all, my advice, don't take other people's advice, but here I go. That's how she started. Then she continued, other people don't know your struggle. Education is valuable, but so is your time and well-being. Do what's best for you now, not what you think will be best for you 10 to 15 years down the line. People often fear quitting something because they worry about what others will think of them. Sometimes learning when to stop or quit takes more courage than starting in the first place. Bottom line, do what makes you happy. If the stress outweighs the passion, maybe it's time to really think about whether this is right for you. Time is an investment. Is it worth the payout? They really, like, hit that on the head, though, of, like, everything. It's, like, 
yeah, you're passionate about it, but if you're being stressed out and having continuous breakdowns like every week or every day for people who have that, it's, is that worth it? Is there something else, more viable option for you work-wise or life-wise that you want to get into? If it is even just like working at like a small cafe and just like doing some archaeology on the side and like researching and whatever, it's like if you're enjoying it, that's all that really matters. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So true. And I think like when you grow up going through academia, like there's this like high horse that you're put on to. It's not even like climbing up by yourself, but it's like viewing other things as just like less than, you know? And like, it's like, oh, they don't have a degree. So like, they're not informed enough to whatever. And like their job is less than or whatever. And it's been so hard, like working against that mindset because like, I feel like it's been like ingrained into me that I need to be educated and like have this like high status job because I'm educated and like go to like the best institutions because I can and like I got in. So like, why wouldn't you finish it or whatever? I don't know. But like, it's so hard to like push back against that because like that's been the identity for so long. It's like, with the knowledge and it's like you have the education so you have the knowledge so like if you go to like renaissance fairs or (laughs) see people who do reenactments like they might not have the same sort of like educational background or maybe just not even gone to college or like majored in communication something but they might know so much more about whatever it is that they're doing than than someone who studies (laughs) somebody who studies it yeah it's just like they some people like go to the people who do the reenactments and like the costume design and stuff like that for these events because it's like they work with this stuff like every day and so they're consistently researching and it's like that seems so fun <laughs> it's just like yeah you, know, you gain your own sort of prestige just based on you i wish my education was more like a hobby, like something I want to do because I want to learn. And I feel like somewhere along the line, it stopped being studying because I'm interested. And it started being studying to get the degrees, to get the jobs, to get the money, to get the whatever. And like wherever that stopped, I don't I don't even know if it stopped because I started out of freaking Ivy League. So like that's where it started. <laughs> like, like it's ingrained. Yeah. Like it never, it never, it was never about like, I don't know. I feel like I've never, I can't word. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I get you. <laughs> but you, you get me, word. right? You understand. I get, I, I get you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm picking up what you're picking up. <laughs> Are you sniffing what I'm stepping in? Like, <laughs> stupid elitism yeah what a a society that we live in or it's like even in the dig that we watched and we talked about this in that episode that mr brown i think that's his name he's like he didn't have the education and then all of a sudden these like big big guys elitism this guy knows everything about the soil and the dirt in this area 
more than somebody who just came up from their nice comfy armchair in their office. And so, yeah, you don't need the degree. You just need to follow your heart. Listen to your heart. When it's <laughs> for you. Listen to your heart. I... I don't even know if I feel like imposter syndrome because I feel like I don't. I feel like I like I know I could do this if I wanted to, but it's the want that's like not there. It's like I'm thinking about like at the end goal of this PhD, like you're saying, it's setting you up to be a professor. If you don't want to be a professor, what's the <laughs> exactly? And like, is it better? To have graduated with a degree in anthropology, not looking to be a professor, than it is to, like, start now looking for something else. Like, when when does it stop being useful to, like, have this degree? And I, I feel like it's, like, now. <laughs> like, it's like you have the master's. Like, most jobs just want a master's and then just years of experience even for an like an entry-level job it's like five years of experience it's like I'm just gonna count my education because that's experience yeah and like if they want five years of experience by the time I've graduated with a PhD I still don't have that experience I'm gonna have to get it somewhere and that's gonna be in some low-paying job with something I don't want to do or whatever. And that'll be at 31 years old instead of at 26. So then I'll, maybe I'll just write a book about it. Like how I dropped out of Stanford. How I dropped out of Stanford. And opened a cafe on the coast. We Where all the, Christine. Where all the food is themed college dropout. College food dropout. College food dropout. <laughs> hey, I have this idea. I have this idea. And then I'm like, bet. <laughs> I've had this cafe idea for like eons where you just take ancient recipes, have this like little pop-up stand, use them and do like different themes. So it's like Pompeii food. Wee! Here's some bread. And I Here's guess kind of like alter the chemicals to actually make it taste good, but add some salt or make more flavor. Yeah. It's like this was pre-salt trade, but still. <laughs> salt bay salt bay on it yes it's like yeah this was from um this recipe that i found online but i'm still gonna (laughs) charge um like 25 dollars for this loaf of bread from pompeii yes that's how you get them did you read the um name suggestions we had for menu items no no would you like to hear some of them yes Okay, first one, the why did I do this latte and the where's my job sandwich. And we have the is it seasonal depression or just regular depression salad on sale now (laughs) with why didn't I just do a music degree like I was supposed to dressing. (laughs) The does my advisor hate me or am I just sleep deprived tea? The mom, can you pick (laughs) mom, can you pick me up? I hate it here. Ice cream sundae. And when was the last time I drank water? Water. <laughs> and it comes in a 48-ounce cup. Yes, in a jug. <laughs> yeah, it comes in a jug. That says, down me <laughs> before you leave. 
if you down me in uh, two minutes, you get your food compensated. <laughs> and then we were thinking the the plates or the menus could just be like our useless college degrees. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> It's like all the employees just bring their own like degrees and stuff. You kind yeah. of just print them. Here you go. Yeah. And then you oh, kind of press them. And into then a plate. any visitor could just like submit a picture of their degree and we could turn it into a plate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is such a good idea. No one steal my idea. Um. <laughs> I feel like for the, um, is it seasonal depression or is regular depression salad? So it's like a seasonal salad, but then you throw in something that's not within the season. Mm. So then you throw in like a winter squash. <laughs> Into a, a summer or a spring salad. And it makes you go, like strawberries. Hmm, maybe this is just regular <laughs> depression. <laughs> it's a great idea, though. You guys need to Honestly, get on that. Right? I will occupy you guys' lobby for a while. Please. I don't know. I've, I've had so many people reach out to me, like, in the last couple months, just like, hey, thinking about doing this PhD, you got any advice? I'm like, like no. <laughs> Don't come to me. Don't do it. Don't, <laughs> don't come, come to me. It. Don't come to if me. If you want to do it, don't come to me. Don't don't come to me. I'm okay. We we are not uh, discussing this right now. Quit like when you want to quit a job that you love, you think about it for a while. But it's like in the end, you know you're going to be quitting. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with academia. Your academia is a job. And you're not going to. And like you said, toxic relationships. You don't want to stay in this and be miserable. So Christine sent me like five articles titled, should I quit my PhD? How to know when it's time. I haven't Mm -hmm. read any of them yet, but I just opened one. If you're consistently unhappy, you should quit. Full stop. To be clear, we're not encouraging anyone to outright quit their PhD. If you genuinely like academia and enjoy your research, that's plenty enough reason to see your degree through to the end. Rather, we're saying it's perfectly fine to quit your PhD if you don't enjoy or take satisfaction in the work. Basically, if you just Googled, should I quit my PhD, this article is for you. (laughs) It sounds like the article you need to go through. (laughs) The next sentence, this one's easy. Yes. Do you feel like, do you feel seen? Yes. Just because you start something doesn't mean you should finish it. Do you have to finish a bottle of whiskey or a pack of cigarettes just because you opened it? Uh, no. Stop when you've had enough. In the case of your PhD studies, when you've had enough means you're no longer happy or taking satisfaction in your work and don't see any prospect of that changing anytime soon. We'll link this article in the description. Yes. <laughs> I'll link all the ones Christine sent me. <laughs> it just feels so wrong to be like, I quit Stanford, a fully funded PhD program. So it's like such a rare opportunity to have in general. So it's like, who am I to quit when like someone else who would have done so much better in this environment, didn't get in, didn't get accepted, etc. Well, I mean, like, your friend applied numerous times and get in. If somebody really wanted to go in, they would be applying every year, too. They'd maybe get in the next time or go somewhere else where they're better fit. Yeah. I can't make my life about other people's lives. Yeah. No, yeah. 
it's like it's easy to think about being like I took this opportunity for somebody else but it's like no this is your opportunity this was suited for you somebody else is going to find their best opportunity maybe getting rejected was the best thing that happened to them maybe they found a different advisor a different university that they absolutely love and excel in more than Stanford and you can't really think about like, oh, what would have happened if this person comes in? Because it's like that person's off doing whatever they want. It's like who who even knows who it was, you know? It's like they have so there's so many options and opportunities in this world that we just need to take by the mantle and just go with. It's like it might not have even deferred the person or anything. It's just being like, okay, like I'm just not going to go here. Like I don't need to go here. It's like you applied to both um, Stanford and Harvard, and then one rejection you're like all right that's fine I'm going here it's like it didn't didn't mean anything in like that way and just to think of the person who got into Harvard is kind of going through the same thing as you would you want them to be thinking like oh I took this opportunity from somebody else and that other person would have been you maybe true I didn't want it anyway yeah and it's not it's not the best type of mindset but it's hard to avoid that type of mindset of Oh, but I shouldn't. And it's just kind of going along with that, with um, what your friend sent you, um, kind of just how others perceive the quitting. But it's just like, it's not about others. They're not living your life. They're not dealing with your stress. People deal and manage their stress so much differently than another person. Mm -hmm. Some people have to take medication. Some people don't. Some people are just able to cruise on through and some people can't. It's okay if you need to quit. It's okay if you want to keep going. It's okay if you just want to vent it out for a while and then keep trudging through. Do another little vent session, keep trudging. (laughs) It's like, that's fine. You have so many people behind you and supporting you and like knowing that you're just going to excel in whatever you do because you're just such a bright, wonderful young woman and you just kind of just you're the light everywhere you go (laughs) you're just it's you have a passion in you that can be seen and whether or not it's within academia it doesn't necessarily mean anything it's like it's cool it's like it's cool to say like oh I'm at Stanford for a PhD but it's like okay yeah, it's super awesome. Like, that's so cool that you did that. If you're just being like, oh, I'm doing this Cambodia research and I'm working at this cafe. That's super cool. That sounds awesome. I'd love to learn more about this. It's There's nothing much more of a difference other than like we were talking about, like that prestige of Ivy League. But with that prestige comes more pressure. And I think with that pressure, that's goes back into that cycle of I sh- why should I quit? Who am I to quit? Hmm. Wow, BB. That was such a good rant. That <laughs> Thank was you. Such a good rant. Oh, my heart feels lifted. That was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, and it applies to everyone within this type of mindset right now. It's like, find yourself and like your identity is so important. And if it's tied to another thing rather than your, like, your being, why? Maybe look into that. Like, what, what brings that in together? 
Wow. That's the end of my TED talk. That's that's all my brain has for you today. <laughs> <That's> beautiful. <laughs> So yeah, uh, thanks for uh, listening to our rant about quitting in academia. I hope it was somewhat informational. <laughs> um, you never know. Just feel the feels, guys. Just let it happen. Feel the feels. Listen to yourself. Mm. Everyone else's opinion is secondary to your own. Yeah. Honestly, though, it really is. It's like, but how are you really feeling about it? Except maybe like your therapist. I feel like your what therapist. What do you best. want? I don't know. <laughs> the serotonin in your brain is like the guy, let me in. Let me in. The serotonin just wants in. Let me in. Your PhD is blocking me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I gained a lot of serotonin from listening to to a song called um, Mike the Calling. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> ribbit, ribbit, I'm a frog. Um, I've been laughing about that all week since Alyssa showed it to me. Yes. And then same with the Little Nas X TikTok trend that's been happening with the Call Me By Your Name. At first when it came out, I thought it was talking about the movie Call Me By Your Name with Timothy, yeah, I thought so too. Timothy Chalamet and the <laughs> Army Hammer. Shimothy Chalamet. And Nope, just gay. <laughs> Same thing, though. <laughs> True. Uh, I love all of it. Oh, my God. Yes. But, yeah. Any last thoughts, comments, questions, concerns? Someone today told me that they had a dream about me. Uh-huh. And it was about me and my girlfriend, who uh-huh. was a uh, Afro-Latina Long black slick hair and a ponytail, just slightly more butch than I am. And that's how they describe. And she said that we looked very happy. So if you are a <laughs> five foot four Afro-Latina, long slick back hair. Well, Alyssa and I, we have like this plan of having a child together. We're adopting yes. a kid. And then yes. Alyssa's partner is going to be the chef. Yes. And living in the back house, like yes. the mother-in-law type of house. Yeah. Yes. So. And we will have a child and live happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Michaela will be dating the pool boy and mm-hmm. everything will be I'll fine be, yeah. again. I'll be dating the pool boy, boy and married to the handyman. Yes. Yes. We'll just all be dating other people who we do not have children with. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But being in loving, happy relationships with their partners. With everyone. Yes. With everyone. Yeah. Yes. It'll just be a big happy family. (laughs) (laughs) Like the game, happy, the card game, happy family. Don't play that game. It's a creepy game. It's it's a really creepy game, but it's really fun and it's very laughable. And that's all I have for you. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Thanks for tuning in. Um, if you want to talk more, if you are currently going through these types of thoughts about quitting academia or anything, you're just wanting to reach out, give us advice, your story, etc. Go ahead and send us an email at idigitpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on social media at idigitpodcast. Join our Discord. All the Ooh. shebang. We would love to hear from you. Please. Yeah. Alyssa's begging (laughs) okay see you next time see you next time bye
This show is produced by the Archaeology Podcast Network, Chris Webster and Tristan Boyle in Reno, Nevada at the Reno Collective. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archpodnet.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. Archaeology Podcast Network.